Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast. My name is Dwayne, and today we have another episode of Monday Morning Movies. This is the show where we kick in the new week here on the Cinemania World Podcast. As always, I am joined by my co-host, Brett, from BamTube TV. Brett, how are you? Doing pretty good this morning, Dwayne. You know, you're waking up to a brand new Marvel trailer. You're getting the day started right. So I'm excited to get into another show. I'm doing good. But the real question, my man, is how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing all right. Can't complain. Things are going pretty good over here on the East Coast. And uh, yeah, you mentioned it. New Loki trailer. Uh, so today, everyone, we're just going to get into some stuff from last week and uh, pretty much answer your questions here on the show, which is what we usually do. Um, so if you want to send us a question, 617-506-3409, any time of the day, uh, we will e- we'll either answer them on this show, Cinemania Live, Cinemania World, and all of that. So very, very excited to get into today's episode. But yeah, uh, we just woke up literally at 9 o'clock on the dot, a new trailer for Loki the new Disney Plus series from Marvel, uh, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, who just dropped. And and oddly enough, our first question that I had ready to tee up before the trailer was actually about Loki. So this works well in both ways. So uh, before we get into the question, what did you think of this new trailer? I liked it, honestly. It, it just has that charm, you know. It, Tom Hiddleston... He's so great for the role, like perfect, perfect casting and another one of Marvel's perfect castings. But I like it. I like the idea of Loki having to go travel through time and fix what he messed up. All the, you know, it, it looked, they showed the tree sort of like the line and the branching timelines caused by him when he took the Tesseract in Endgame. So it's like he has to jump all the way around through time and fix all of these new timelines that he's created. I mean, Owen Wilson looks great too. I love the idea of it, honestly, and that's what has me excited probably the most. And then, of course, you have Tom Hiddleston doing his Loki thing, and it's it's absolutely amazing. And I like how it just it teased us with a lot of stuff. It gave us the general idea of the plot, right? We know what's going on, but we don't have everything we need to piece it together and go, oh, okay, so that's what the show is. So I like that it's leaving a lot to the sort of mystery side of things. Yeah, uh, I was super excited um, to see the new trailer for Loki because, you know, I've been anticipating this show really, really heavily um, leading up, you know, right after leading, you know, when that other trailer came out for uh, for the Disney Investor Day. So the trailer was fantastic. I, I really liked the look of the show. Um, it looks very different to a lot of stuff that they do as far as, go, you know, using, you know, he was caught by the time police, which is a, was, which is a cool concept. And now he has to fix everything that he's done, which I think also is a cool concept, kind of to like redeem himself a little bit more and whatnot. And um, yeah, every if, if, if you're not if you're if you listen to the podcast and you're, you're not, you know, you're you know how I feel about Falcon and Winter Soldier as of late. I just think it's very generic um, and like fine. And looking at something like this, it just seems like it's a little bit out of the box is they're doing a lot of cosmic stuff again, like a lot of vibrancy with the colors and whatnot that I saw um, a lot of big set pieces, which I wasn't expecting them to give Loki, you know, to give for that show. So right. it just looks it looks really good. The fight sequences look pretty cool as well. Um, it looks like we're introducing a new a new kind of uh, side character. Not sure who it is yet, but I mean, that looks cool. 
um you know i'd be really excited to see who the main villain is of this show but maybe you don't need it because mm-hmm. you know you kind of have loki but I, I presume he's gonna have to go against someone yeah and whatnot so that'll be exciting to see and i'm i'm pretty sure we're gonna, we'll get a bunch of surprises in the show this I, i'm really pumped for it and stuff i'm looking forward to that um more than finishing falcon and winter soldier um i mean i'm just very it's very lukewarm for me right now very generic mcu stuff but um yeah i when it comes to like different stuff for these shows i want them to go more different because Mm -hmm. you know you've been doing the same things um, right for a long amount of time that's why i was a huge fan of wandavision and it looks like i'm gonna be a huge fan of this because the trailer um it's doing a lot of things that we've haven't seen with like these characters as far as jumping through time even when the adventures and endgame jump through time but it looks like he has to redo some stuff which is gonna look which is gonna be pretty cool so yeah yeah, i'm excited yeah me too no i I definitely agree with with everything you just touched on there for sure i like that uh mcu is is going for the weirder stuff now right they've built up this reputation over the last 13 years i think they've earned the right to get a little weird with their content Agreed, agreed. And I'm super excited to see what they do here. So with that being said, we have a a question here uh, from listeners regarding Loki. Got it a few days ago. Figured I add it to this show. Uh, This person here says, does Loki have a chance to be the best MCU series of the year? Um, so first, sure, yeah. So you know, we have one division. We have Falcon and Winter Soldier. Then I think it's Loki and Miss Marvel. Is Hawkeye this year as well? I don't. I'm not sure actually. I know Miss Marvel for sure is in like the fall, but I don't know if Hawkeye's this year or not. I don't think. Yeah, it says Hawkeye 2021. Um, it doesn't say when, but it says fall 2021. Hmm. Um, and then let's see Miss Marvel. I think Miss Marvel was this year as well. Uh, Miss Marvel has 2021 as well. Um, I feel some of these. I feel at least one of these will get moved into next yeah, year. Yeah, I think so too. Um, yeah. So okay. So let's say they all do come out this year. So that'll be WandaVision, Falcon with the Soldier, Loki, Miss Marvel, and Hawkeye. Um, I do feel like Hawkeye will be around the same realm as uh, as Falcon and Winter Soldier, just because of the characters. Um, the only thing I'm looking forward to that show is Haley Steinfeld, right. and I'm looking forward to them diving into more of the Ronin stuff. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely. So, I really hope they do. Um, I think the question of can it be the next, uh, the big MC, you know, the, the the best MCU series of the year, I think it could, but I think it has a lot of, uh, I mean, these, these these shows that it's going up against, it's not easy. They're probably going to be pretty good as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, what do you think? Yeah, uh, you know, the main thing that was running through my head while watching this trailer is I feel like this series, the Loki one, is going to really mm-hmm. capture a lot of the magic that WandaVision had going for it. And that's the sense of, not that WandaVision was necessarily the best show I've ever seen or anything, but the sense that since it's weekly episodes, each and every week in between the episodes, it was just nonstop fan theories and YouTube videos and podcasts. I think we're going to get the same effect with Loki. You're not getting that with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, right? Like you said, it's I've been enjoying it for the most part, but it is pretty just kind of generic mcu stuff and they haven't really done anything big or exciting or new wandavision was was super weird and different and out there and every single week what kept that show alive and kept the excitement up was everyone's fan theories even if they didn't always pan out i think the same thing is going to happen with loki i think the fan theories are going to be going absolutely wild and i'm excited for all that speculation and excitement to come back yeah i agree 100 um 
I I've been missing a lot of a lot of the uh, that that kind of feeling Me uh, too. since WandaVision. And and listen, you're right. Like I I think I think uh, Falcon and the Soldier is good. I just it just doesn't excite me anymore. Like spies doing stuff doesn't excite me as much as as uh, other shows. You know, because I I feel like you know I I also don't feel. When it comes to Falcon and Winter Soldier, I also don't feel they're cool enough heroes to uh, to to warrant like a whole series. Uh, although, like you know, I was looking forward to Falcon uh, getting his own series after he was given the shield. But sometimes I feel like side characters are much best fit to be side characters. Right. Like for instance, you don't need a whole show for Robin. Mm-hmm. You don't need a whole show for like who's another side character i don't know but you you don't need a show for every side character yeah you know, like that that's in the movie sometimes they're like i don't need a drax show i don't need a gamora show you know i don't mm-hmm. need you know there's just certain characters that just doesn't need you don't need to give a series to um and i know like everyone is like everyone when a, when a, when a cool side character comes along everyone's like yeah give them their own, give them their own series and i'm like well i mean if it makes sense or something or if you need it to be their own series i'm still waiting on what was the need for this falcon and winter soldier show and we're three episodes in you know so i just that's how when it comes to loki you can argue that you know you killed him mm-hmm. and then you're giving him your own his own show but at least at least you know this this is like something unique and out and out there it's just how how many times can we get super soldiers and this and that and exactly uh, yeah. you know it just it just gets kind of boring after a while to me at least you know and um even Hawkeye, I don't think he warrants his own TV show. If this if this was like Kate Bishop, then fine. But even Hawkeye is a character that is, am I really? Every, no one's really talking about him for the show. Everyone's pretty much talking about the dog and Haley Steinfeld. So sometimes you just didn't need it. If you don't have a, if you don't have, I know Feige is like big on you know if the story makes sense. But some right. of these characters that are announced shows, I'm like, does this? Do you need that? you know that character exactly. like, i don't know maybe they, maybe it's just me but like yeah that's just how i feel when it comes to that show so i i think maybe it could be um the best show but you know i um i i still liked what wandavision did and i'm really looking forward to miss marvel um mm-hmm. that's something different because she's not a side character she's going to be one of the main characters going into the into the new phase for the yeah. Young avengers so super pumped for her show but um yeah we'll see i guess we'll see um okay Let's get into another question here. This person here says, could Pacific Rim cross over with Godzilla and Kong? (laughs) Well, I was doing some digging, and Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that literally Pacific Rim, the movie, is Warner Brothers and Legendary. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it could. It could. One of the other questions was, What's next for Godzilla versus Kong? It was like right after this one, right? Um, so I don't know. I mean, Godzilla versus Kong came out. Did you watch it? What'd you think? I did. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. It you know it's exactly what what the trailers promised. It was it was a really terrible, wonky story and awful human characters that you spend way too much time with. But 
the monster stuff is is awesome. The you know King Kong and Godzilla beating the shit out of each other. The visual effects are amazing as expected, and the action was it was great. And I saw it in a theater, so it made it even better. I loved you that did. stuff. Yes, sir, I did. It's my first time back in theaters since October, I think, and I loved it. So again, that for that stuff for the Godzilla versus Kong stuff. It's a good movie. For everything else, it is not a good movie at all. No. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was uh, good. I had a good time with it, but mm-hmm. I get you. I get you a hundred percent. It's one of the. It's not. Uh, it's not some groundbreaking film. It's just no. a lot of fun. You know, exactly. I had a lot of fun yeah, big blockbuster fun. Yeah, big big blockbuster fun. I'm glad you just got to see it in the theater. Is that your first time in a while? Yes, a very long time. First time since October. Our theater's been open, but it hasn't really been showing very much. And this is the first new movie we've gotten since then. So we were excited to go see that. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. I'm happy. I'm, ha- I'm happy to hear it. I'm glad you got to see it in theaters. Um, yeah, it, it, it's uh, it, it was it was a lot of fun to watch and stuff. And I'm super excited uh, that it did so well as mm-hmm. far as box oh, office too. goes. Um, everyone, everyone went out to see it and it was good and I'm happy that people got to enjoy it and stuff. And, uh, it was a good success for Warner Bros. They, they said, they, they said last night that they're not giving any numbers They're doing like what Netflix does. It's super weird with these streaming services, but they said it's their, it was their biggest, it was their biggest streamed film since their launch. So bigger than uh, bigger than Wonder Woman 1984, bigger than uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. So I think this is I think that's a good good win all around for Warner Bros. As far as theaters and as far as for HBO Max. So yeah, I'm super excited. But what uh, what comes next as far as that? Um, you know, what do you think they should do next? Should they capitalize on this? Should they just mm-hmm. Okay, now we're done with the MonsterVerse because it started trending yesterday mm-hmm. over the weekend. Uh, what was it? Continue the MonsterVerse, something like that? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, it's mixed. So I'll, I'll answer the first question first with the Pacific Rim. Would I love to see it? Yes, but only if it was in the hands of someone who's going to make something similar to the first Pacific Rim because Pacific Rim Uprising was awful. Um, the only yeah. issue with that is the timeline because Pacific Rim takes place like way in the future and they never once mentioned anything about Godzilla or King Kong. It was all about the rift and this other dimension and stuff. So timeline-wise and story-wise, it would be difficult to do, but yeah, it would be awesome to see um as for the monsterverse i was actually considering doing a video on this but it's going to be tough for videos for the next week or so for me i have exams next week so it's it's all final projects and assignments for me right now but my only thing is that i really don't know i mean godzilla king of the monsters was like what almost or was considered a box office bomb and you know it's tough to say because I know that there are people that will argue this, but it's people who are diehard fans of like these old Godzilla movies and stuff. But there really aren't many other like big name monsters out there. Like you're not going to get like a solo Mothra movie and people are going to go see it. Do we like are they confident in doing a third Godzilla movie after King of the Monsters was pretty much a dud both critically and financially? I mean, you know, what? the only thing I can think of right now is if they do another solo Kong movie and just say it's like, oh, it's set in the 80s or it's set in the 90s because the first one was in the 70s. But like, I don't Mm -hmm. know, like, you know, you can't automatically jump right back into a a Godzilla versus Kong 2 with with the way that this ended. And again, like, you know, what do you do? Do you start doing like 
Godzilla and Kong movies and they're going to team up on threats or something like I I really don't know what they're what they're going to do at this point. Uh that's a good point. Uh I also want to I also want to give some I also want to give some levity to how much Godzilla King of the King of the Monsters disappointed. It opened no pandemic, no HBO Max, you know, no no limited the theater capacity. Mm-hmm. It opened less than what Godzilla versus Kong did in its opening five day. Less yeah. during a pandemic. Godzilla versus Kong. Let me bring that one up because I just want to make. I just want to make forty eight point five or something, wasn't it? It's, yeah, but I think that I think it's it's going to be different because of you know the the day after day after right total. yeah 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 because okay. um, you can't you can't get all of Sunday you just get exactly they, what yeah. they do is is they basically just get the uh, the pre ticket sales for Sunday then they then they uh, okay so let's let's take a look real quick Godzilla versus Kong let's see how it did for the week I mean for its total right now so right now it is at about. The total right now is about forty-eight point seven uh, million. Forty-eight point seven million. Godzilla: King of the Monsters opened week. Op- it's opening weekend. More theaters. No pandemic. No limited capacity. No HBO Max. Forty-seven point seven. Yeah, opening that's weekend. rough. So if Godzilla versus Kong beat that with all of its limitations then yeah i think you're right well, why would they kind of continue it when it seems like the reason why it did so well was because larry said last night in the box office show fans love versus movies a lot of versus movies do really good mm-hmm. uh, batman versus superman had a big opening weekend uh alien versus predator had a big opening weekend then we go into freddy versus jason you know what i mean like a lot of the versus movies they do really well they do so then if you come out of nowhere and you have uh godzilla or king or kong something something kong hollow earth or i don't know i mean it it it, it won't it's not as exciting as putting two two uh two gigantic IPs in your in your marquee is Godzilla versus Kong. If you come back with a Kong hyphen, you know, something, then it's just not as exciting for audiences. So the MonsterVerse, and it's not like the MonsterVerse has like overwhelming box office. The box office no, so it really far, isn't. it's it's been fine. The only mm-hmm. like big success has been this, but you have to go and account to that if this, if this was pre-pandemic, if it opened more than King of the Monsters uh, during a pandemic, if this was pre-pandemic numbers with every nothing to have nothing's limited, no HBO Max, it would have exceedingly like doubled uh, what King of the Monsters opened with, you know? Uh, yeah. So, usually. and I think that's just because it's more of a, it's more of an event when you put these two iconic characters up in the marquee, you know. Um, and then when you when they're by themselves, it's like okay, you know. Mm-hmm. So. As far as as far as the other question, where it says could Pacific Rim cross over with Godzilla versus Kong? Uh, I mean, I definitely would want to see someone else. I think they should do a third Pacific Rim, mm-hmm. and I think they should tie it in 
to Kong and Godzilla, just you can do, you can make something up. I mean, no one is really looking for like some, you know, logical realistic, story. Logical, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's you know, you can say, oh, another dimension's opened to where Kong and Godzilla was fighting, and we maybe like a government something. He wants the robots to fight off these big behemoths that ruin Tokyo and something like that. So he opens up a dimension and a, and a freaking. Uh, monster freaking like bot from a specific rim comes you know right. something like something like that and then like i said it's a triple threat or it's mm. like a team up with kong and godzilla versus the big robot but they kind of already do that in the movie spoiler exactly. <laughs> um so i don't know i think it would be cool i mean i think i like pacific rim the first one uprising was hot garbage um yeah they just took you. away every they took away everything that made the first one so impressive and literally yep. just made it a Transformers film. 100%. And I think that was a, a, a horrible idea because they were, when I watched the trailer and they're all like doing the goofy, um, every, every robot has its own like power and it's like the scale was absolutely atrocious because you didn't yeah. get that oh scale that, yep. you know, that was my biggest Del issue Toro, with this. Right. Del Toro captures like, he captures scale so well yes. uh, in that first one. And they're just like massive when the camera's on the floor and oh, you're just yeah. looking up at these gigantic monsters. So good. I think Adam Wingard did a great job as that, you know, when it came to Godzilla versus Kong and then King of the Monsters is like kind of, but they, they didn't really do scale that mm -hmm. well. But Gareth Edward, he, you know, he, he did the scale oh, really good. That. He's the best in the business at it, I think. Yeah, and you know, so I think you have to have a director who knows how to do that and just mm -hmm. make it more and then make the movie serious again. I don't mean like it has to be like a, a drama, just make it like what well, here's the here's the difference between like campy and good campy and bad campy. Mm -hmm. All the reviews that I've seen for Godzilla versus Kong, everyone is like, you know, this is great camp. You know what you're getting. It's two big monsters. This is what we this is fine. Right. Same with Kong Skull Island, even if you didn't like it, campiness, it's fine. You know what you're going to get. Then when you bring in a Pacific Rim Uprising, it's like terrible camp. And mm -hmm. it's like, I can't even, you can't even, I can't even suspend my disbelief in that kind of camp because the movie's so bad and the characters yeah. are so terrible um, and the mon and the robots are so dumb. So I, I, yeah, I just want, I just want... I would love to see another film, but with someone who's good at that. Maybe have Adam Wingard do it, and you know, make it make make this universe kind of his or something. Mm -hmm. If you want to keep continuing it, but uh, yeah, what do you what do you think about those Pacific Rim box? Yeah, no, I, I agree. It would be so cool to see, obviously, but yeah, you hit you hit the the nail right on the head there. It's true. It's it's the scale that really does it for people, right? It makes these movies believable. You go back to the first Pacific Rim, they feel giant. They feel like massive, mm. colossal beings, right? It is they're slow moving, and when they step, as soon as their foot hits the ground or they crash into a building, the base goes absolutely crazy. The punches are slow, and the impact is huge. They feel like giant, massive monsters and giant, massive of robots throwing down you don't get that at all with pacific Rim uprising they're doing tucks and rolls and flips over each other and doing all these uh, cool like uh, power rangers poses and, and transformers shit and i'm like nah man like mm. bothered me so much when guillermo del toro did not come back for the second one and that's exactly why now like yeah i, I tried 
to enjoy it and I tried to cut it some slack and be like, yeah, it was all right. But like, it, it really is just, it doesn't come anywhere near the the first one. And that's, I feel similarly about, I think like you were saying, the MonsterVerse up to the, this point so far, Godzilla, the first one has done it the best. Uh, Kong yeah. Skull Island did it pretty well, I think, and, and some scenes more than others, but it did it fairly well for the most part. King of the Monsters, Again, some scenes, I think, did it really well. Other scenes, not so much. And I think sort of the same with Godzilla versus Kong. There were some scenes that it was really good. I don't know if you noticed it. I said it to my brother. Maybe it was just me nitpicking. But it felt like the whole movie was doing it really well until, like, halfway through the Godzilla versus Kong, like, final fight. Mm-hmm. It's, like, all of a sudden, like, after you get that big money trailer shot with, with Kong coming down with the axe blocking, like, you know, the radiation breath... After that point, it was like Godzilla got pissed off, and then all of a sudden he starts like chasing King Kong on the ground, and he's they're like slipping and sliding around the city like super fast. And I'm like, what the hell happened to the scale here? These guys look like they yeah. were in massive a second ago. Now all of a sudden they're chasing each other around like it's a game of fucking tag. And I'm like, what happened to the scale? It just it really picked up speed for a little bit there, and then they kind of got mm-hmm. it back towards the end. But I did feel there was a little bit of a shift in that final fight from that giant massive scale that I love with these big monsters. To more of that, yeah, kind of generic action movie size scale. Yeah, I I I, I agree hundred percent. Um, I just wish, yeah. So it's 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 just it's 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 like really, I guess it's just really hard to capture a lot of scale a lot of times that you don't realize when a director does come in and do it right. When you're like, oh, okay. You know, that's how it's supposed to look. Yeah, so, it just feels natural then, right? Yeah, I just like that's the way this is supposed to be. Yeah, I just feel like it all just depends on who's doing it, who's do you know what I mean, like how they're doing it and and stuff like that. So you know, I um, I but, but with that being said, I I just really I I do uh would want I would want to see another movie as far as uh some type of monster something. I'm a big no, fan of too. this kind of stuff, but it just yeah. all comes down to when you're Warner. It's the same thing when we were talking about Zack Snyder's Justice League. If you're Warner Brothers and you've already dumped so much money into a certain thing and you kind of sort of got recouped, not really, but it would be a risk to do it again, then yeah. I don't know. But um, if you have a good idea and if it makes sense and if you if you can get people excited, you know, because um, they need, besides the DC stuff, I mean, it's atrocious is what, how they're handling that. Um, and then Harry Potter, no one knows what's going on with that IP. So they just need something they else to here, kind yeah. of to kind of put some focus into. Listen, The Conjuring Three. Do you know <laughs> that it's coming out in like a month or two? No, I've not seen. Is there even a trailer for it? Yes. No. Oh, <laughs> so I I don't know what's going on with anything. You know, so I I don't know. I they need something. I just there's something missing when it comes to WBE. Every like studio has like their thing and their niche. Yeah. Uh, Universal right now they're doing really well when it comes to their smaller films. Um, mm-hmm. As far as box office goes, their animated films are doing really well. The smaller films are doing really well. They have Fast and Furious coming out soon, um, you know. And then they have, I think, I think, A Quiet Place Part Two is is either Universal. I think it's Paramount that has that. But Paramount just launched their new app, and Paramount has Mission Impossible. I mean, they could use another thing as well. But it just seems like Warner Brothers is like in this ship. And it's yeah. like, I won't, say limbo. Sinking. I won't say sinking, but the ship is kind of 
it's torn down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit run down, I think. It needs some rebuilding, you know, and I yeah. don't know if that means at the head of the studios, at the head of the CEO or something, but something is like missing yeah. here. But hey, you know, Godzilla vs. Kong did really well over the weekend. So I Yeah, mean, and I guarantee that if they found a way to rope in Pacific Rim to, to Godzilla vs. Kong, that it would definitely make money. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You wouldn't want a triple threat match between between that whole thing with a Pacific Rim. Uh, what are the what are the things called? I hate, I hate to keep calling them. I mean, is there a specific name what, the, to those? The Jaegers for the robots. That's the name. Jaegers yeah. and Kaiju. Yeah. Yeah, I would love something like that. I, that'd be awesome to see in a theater, and that, maybe that could be the next big blockbuster when it comes. I to would not be surprised with so many people speculating it. They're probably like, you know what? It'll make us some money. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I, I think it would look pretty cool. But um, yeah, I think that was it for all the questions uh, for today, everyone. I uh, want to thank you guys all for joining us here today. want to thank my co-host, Brett, for joining me as well. And with that being said, let everyone know where they can follow you, Brett. Yeah, of course, of course. So um, firstly, obviously, as always, thank you for having me, sir, as your co-host. Always a pleasure to join you on these Monday mornings and start the week off right uh, where people can find me. You can find me, obviously, on YouTube, but then for social media, it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that jazz, at BamTubeTV. All right, and you can follow myself on Twitter as well, at Cinemaniac94, and you can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at Cinemania World. And thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Brett. We will talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.